You're listening to a message preached at Front Range Baptist Church by Pastor Dean Miller. It is our prayer that this message will be a help and an encouragement to you in your spiritual walk. Now, here's Pastor Miller. Several things. You know, first of all, you didn't take too much time. If we don't have time for missions, we don't have time for what the church has been called to do. So, uh, this is what we're here for. And that is to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you, uh, if that doesn't move your heart, number one, to see the gospel flourishing in, in places where there is persecution and hardship. But you know, that's where the gospel always flourishes. And the gospel flourishes in times when people have nowhere else to go but to the Lord. And um, that's why it's so important for God's people to be grounded in his word. And, um, and to be able to endure tribulation. Listen, let me tell you something. The Baptist church, if you go back historically, uh, the New Testament church, all the way back to the Lord Jesus Christ when he founded it, the apostles, all of them had two things in common. They had two great major themes outside of the gospel. Of course, that's the main message of the church, but they had two major themes, and that was the imminent return of Jesus Christ that Christ is coming at any moment. And Christians, you better be ready to suffer (laughs) because he may not come before you suffer. Uh, But thank God we're not going to go through the great tribulation, but we are going to go through tribulation. And it's in those tribulation times that we are going to see the gospel thrive. And that's, you know, many Christians right now, we're up in arms over all the political things. Um, But but I want to tell you uh, that... There's an important thing to be a Christian citizen, but I tell you, there's a, there's a greater call uh, as a Christian, and that is to get the gospel out. And so, uh, Brother Conrad, thank you for your work and, and your labor for the Lord, and we're, we're delighted to be partners in the gospel, fellow laborers with you and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're praying for Brother Samuel and his family and their ministry, and I'm so grateful he gives me updates. You know, I get email updates. Sometimes he doesn't get mine, but... Um, we, uh, we try to stay as, as in close contact as we can. Uh, we'll just take a moment. We're going to pray in a minute, and then we're going to have Bible, uh, our business meeting. But look with me in Matthew chapter 12 uh, for just a few moments. Matthew chapter 12, and we're going to wrap up what we've been talking about. Um, I said Matthew 12, Matthew 11, please. Um, we're going we're gonna to wrap up tonight the first, the first point that we've been on the last few weeks about rest for your souls. And um, I want to tell you tonight, I'm tired. I am tired. Um, But it's a good tired. But I want to tell you that in my soul, I am refreshed. The outward man perisheth day by day, but the inward man is renewed day by day. And this is the principle of the gospel. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said in verse number Uh, 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Now watch this. You say, well, man, why am I so tired then if he promised to give me rest? Well, watch what he said. Take my yoke upon you. A yoke immediately speaks of of labor. A yoke is what you place on on the neck of the oxen, and they work. And Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. And don't you love to be a fellow yoke uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm glad to be in the yoke with him. 
because he does most of the pulling. In fact, he does all the pulling. I just got to do the following. But he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Now watch this. And ye shall find rest for your what? Your souls. Your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me ask you a question. Does the Lord still lead his people beside still waters? And does the Lord still cause his people to lie down in green pastures? I see so many Christians, I'm seeing pastors talk about it all the time, burning out, burning out, just burn out, burn out. And I understand. Uh, if you own a business and you're working and you're, and you're laboring every day, moms just trying to get the right shoes on the right feet and get the kids out the right door to the right place, that is a monumental feat, right? And, um, and, and we're all busy. We're all busy. <laughs> we're all busy. But why is it that in this, in this world today, we see so many Christians run down, wrung out, exhausted, uh, exasperated, frustrated, and so full of fatigue that we start waving the white flag and people quit. Uh, one, of the, one of the most difficult things in churches today is to find folks to volunteer, to teach classes, to work in the nurseries, to be an usher, to get in the parking lot, to start a ministry, uh, to get out and do an outreach and open up a, open up a door for the gospel in the college community or in, um, in uh, uh, whatever community, wherever God lays on a person's heart. It's very difficult to find people who are willing to serve because we're all so tired. So the question is this, what are we weary of? What, what, where, where does our fatigue come from? It doesn't come from Christ. He promised to give us rest. The Lord said in Psalm 127 that God gives his beloved sleep. Last night, we were there with a few of the workers, a few of our chaperones, and we had a prayer meeting last night, and we got finished. I said, guys, I forgot to pray it, but let's go pray it when we go to bed. Just pray, ask the Lord two for one. And they said, what do you mean? I said, just ask the Lord to give you two hours of rest for every one hour of sleep. And uh, I said, I've prayed that prayer a lot of times. And the Lord has answered, God, I'm going to go to bed right now. I'm going to get four hours of sleep. Give me eight hours of rest. And you know what? It's amazing how the Lord will refresh you in the night. But here's the truth. Many of us are looking for rest for the body. And we're doing things that wear our minds out. We wear our souls out. We might go to the mountains and camp. But if we don't take care, we can go find recreation. But if we don't take care of the soul. And so one of the things I said, our first point was we have to find rest for our soul by making an exchange from doubt to faith. And for many believers, that immediately passes right over us. Oh, we're talking about faith. Yeah, I know that. I got that down. Do you? And <laughs> do you really got it down? The Bible says the just uh, shall live by faith. It is the essence of how we live the Christian life, by dependence, by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and many of us, what will wear our souls out is doubt. And so I told you uh, a few weeks ago uh, that we need to renew our faith every day. And we spent time in this last week, but I'm going to run through some things in conclusion of this point before we go to prayer. Here's the conclusion of faith from doubt to faith, of, of making that exchange from doubt to faith. Let me give you a couple of things. And you need to, by the way, 
one of the things you have to make a choice as a believer. Choose faith. Choose faith. Every day, get up and choose today. The Apostle Paul went through, I believe he went through, I, I believe he had a routine. Paul said, I die daily. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. I believe Paul got up and in his mind, in his time of prayer, Paul went back and visited Mount Calvary. And Paul went back and relived the agonies of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he saw the Lord suffering, not for his own sin, but for his. He saw his sins laid on Christ and Christ suffering for that. And then he, as he saw Christ suffering, Paul saw something even more glorious. He saw himself in Christ, crucified. The old man, crucified. And he saw Christ buried and he saw Christ risen. He saw the risen Lord and Paul saw himself buried and risen with Christ. And here's what Paul said every day. I go back to Calvary and I die today. And I tell the old man, you're crucified. It's not a matter of feeling. It's a matter of fact. It's a matter of faith. It's taking God at his word that when Jesus died, I died. Paul said, how shall we that are dead to sin remain any longer therein? He said, we are dead. We are dead. And many of us as Christians, we just don't die. We don't die. And we got to die. Paul got up and he died every day. And he said this. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Paul got up every day and he chose faith. The just shall live by faith. Today, I'm going to encounter everything that comes my way today with the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to walk in that faith. I'm going to talk of that faith. I'm going to experience that faith. I'm going to stand in that faith. I'm going to, I'm going to use the shield of faith. I'm going to ward off the attacks by faith. I'm going to stand against temptation by faith. There's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is able, who will with the temptation make a way of escape. He'll not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. I'm going to, I'm going to go through everything today by faith. Let me ask you a question. This morning when you got out of bed, did you die? I felt dead. <laughs> but did you die? And listen, did you choose today? Did you choose today to live by faith? You have to choose every day. Today, I'm going to walk by faith, live by faith. I'm going to put confidence upon the Lord. It's not me living. It's Christ in me. And walk by faith. Find rest for your souls. Here's what Paul, here's, here's what we're going to see tonight. Number one. If we're going to choose faith, number one, how do you do that? Number one, remember his faithfulness to you. How do you choose faith every day? You need to remember his faithfulness to you. I failed the Lord yesterday, but he didn't fail me yesterday. Uh, I didn't do all that I was supposed to do yesterday, but God did everything he was supposed to do yesterday. And the Lord was working for me even when I wasn't working for him. God was faithful. And I'm glad to know that God doesn't accept me on the, on the basis of my faithfulness, but on the basis of his faithfulness. 
And so you remember his faithfulness to you every day. Let me just jot some things down that you need to go through every day. Take a quick run through the scripture with me. And let's, we're going to do a sprint. This is going to be a sprint. Are you ready? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And write this down. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Listen to what the Bible says. Speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ, he said that we're waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom we were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Listen to what Paul said. He said, we're waiting on Jesus to come. And he said, while we're waiting for him, we need to remember that he is going to confirm us all the way to the end. He is going to be here to assure our hearts every step of the way because God is faithful. When I'm not faithful, he's faithful. How many of you have ever felt God? How many of you have ever felt God in your days of most unfaithfulness? When you're living in sin, you've got unconfessed sin, but you have felt God pursue you. You didn't read your Bible. You didn't pray. You, had, you weren't seeking him. You were living in things that you shouldn't, but you sent the seeking of God, the conviction of God, the pull from God back to you. Why would he do that? Why would God, when you didn't seek him, why would God seek you? Because God is faithful even when you're not. And God is going to confirm us all the way to the end. If you want to live by faith, get up every day and just remember, God is, we're waiting on him. He's going to confirm me until that day. And he is faithful to do it. He has already put me in Christ and walk with him. Look at 1 Corinthians 10. I just quoted this a minute ago. So this will be a real quick sprint. Uh, This will just be a... A quick Olympic hurdle. We'll get over this and we'll go keep going. Verse number 13, I just quoted it a minute ago. There has no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is what? Faithful. He is faithful. Hey, listen, in temptation, God is faithful. In temptation, God is faithful. There is a sin that does so easily beset you. There are sins that do so easily beset you. My heart breaks when I hear of God's people or God's men or or Christian people who have gone off into sin. And it breaks my heart. And by the way, we should never rejoice in that. The Bible says, the Bible says, when you see a brother who's been overtaken in the fall, ye that are spiritual, Restore such an one in a spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. We are so weak. We are so depraved. I look into the depths of my heart and it scares me at how how wicked my heart is. But there is no temptation that's taken me that God isn't faithful in that temptation to give me a way of escape, to give me power and the ability to overcome it. Get up every day and remember his faithfulness to you. Look at 1 Corinthians or 1 Thessalonians 5:23. 1 Thessalonians 5:23, listen to this. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. W H O L L Y, the whole being. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Aren't you glad that God has sanctified you wholly? He has sanctified your spirit. He has sanctified your soul. He has sanctified your body. God has got, he has all of you. He has set all of you apart for himself. You can glorify God in your spirit. You can glorify God in your soul. You can glorify God in your body. And God has already set all of that apart 
for himself. One of these days, I'm going to die and my spirit's going to go be with the Lord. And then in that great resurrection, my body will come out. My body will be made new, transformed, and, and, and corruption puts on incorruption. And I'm going to stand before the Lord in a body with a spirit as me in a glorified body. And I'm going to see the Lord. And how do you know that? Because he's faithful. He's faithful. God has set me apart for himself. 1 John 1, 9. We need not turn there. If we confess our sin, he is faithful. It, it, here's it. it look, at the, look at the contrast. We confess our sin when we've been unfaithful. When we have been at our most unfaithful and we have sinned against God, we admit to it, and what happens? He is faithful, and he is just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I can go to God today and I can confess anything to him and I can rest on his faithfulness to forgive it and to cleanse it. Can I tell you, listen, I don't care what you've done and what you've been involved in. You can get on your knees tonight and you can, before your head hits the pillow, your life can be as clean as the driven snow <laughs> and you can be washed clean before the Lord. And you might have to deal with some consequences and you might have to deal, you might have to deal with, some, with some habits that you've brought into your life from sin. But let me tell you something, God is able to cleanse all of that and give you victory in that and give you power in that. Why? Because he's faithful even when you're not. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 19. I love this verse. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 19. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God. <laughs> and that's, Peter had to throw that in there because there were some times that Peter suffered and it wasn't according to God's will. It was Peter just opened his mouth. He did something he shouldn't have done and he suffered for his own foolishness. And by the way, I remember one time <laughs> we had a lady in our church in Mississippi and she, she was running for judge. She had, been a, she had been a youth attorney in the youth court and she had this boy and oh, he was a terrible kid. And uh, he was always in trouble, committing crime. I went and talked to him one time and tried to lead him to Christ. He had nothing to do with it. He was just incorrigible. He was a scorner. And he's sitting at the bench one day at the table one day, and he's in court, and he'd done this terrible crime. And he looks up, and he looks at the judge. The judge says something to him. He looks at the judge, and he says to the judge, I'm tired of getting persecuted. And, and this lady looked at him, and she's her client, and she said, Titus, you're not persecuted. You're being prosecuted. And, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of Christians who think we're being persecuted, but we're not being persecuted. We're being prosecuted. We did that to ourselves. But Peter said, he said, listen, when you suffer according to the will of God, when God allows you to go through suffering for his good, for his glory and your good, he said, commit the keeping of your souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Listen, I can trust God to forgive my sins. I can trust God to get me out of temptation. I can trust God. I, he's faithful in all of these things, and he's faithful in my trials and tribulations to deliver me. And then lastly, look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. This is a great, this is a great verse. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. I don't know about you, but have you ever gone through some days and you start wondering, 
And am I even saved? Now, some of you might not have ever thought that. But there's been some days I thought, Lord, man, am I, am I even saved? I mean, look at what I did. Look at what I said. Look, look at what I thought. Look how I feel. Lord, I, I'm supposed to feel motivated right now, to, and I don't. And, and I'm supposed to love my wife, and I, and I said something mean. And, and Lord, I don't even know. Would a saved man behave that way? And I'll tell you something. Every time I start looking at my behavior, <laughs> I start doubting. But my salvation isn't predicated on my faithfulness. My salvation is predicated on his faithfulness. Faithful. Let us hold fast our profession of faith. Paul did not say, Paul did not say, I know what I believed and when I believed it and how I believed it. Paul said, I know whom I believe and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I'm glad tonight for a faithful Savior. So how do you choose faith every day? Remind yourself of the faithfulness of God. And then this, renew your faith in him. Simply Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Lord, what should I do today? Lord, which way should I go to work today? Lord, I'm asking you today. I'm acknowledging you in this. I want you to guide my steps. Help me with this. Lord, this is a decision I need to make. What do I do about it? And God is always faithful. Uh, write this reference down. This is the last one I'll read tonight. But listen to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20 and 21. Listen to this. Now unto him that is able. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without end amen you know how god you know how god is glorified in the church when the church is at rest in him and when the world can see that there is a rest in our souls that they don't have, there's a perfect peace there. Lord, I thank you for the time to spend tonight just being encouraged about the faithfulness of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, you are a faithful creator. You're a faithful God. You're a faithful redeemer. You're a faithful friend. You're a faithful forgiver. Lord, there is... There's nothing that has ever failed from your word. Lord, you're not going to fail us now. And when we fail you, you're faithful to us. Lord, I pray that as believers, we would really be believers. and We would walk by faith, not by sight, not by feelings. Lord, that we wouldn't let our doubts dictate. We'd bring our doubts to the word of God. Lord, we'd surrender those doubts to faith. God, give us rest in our souls. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.